Thanks for tuning in to Freedom House Podcast. We're always encouraged to know God is working through this church as we change our world one life at a time. We'd love to stay connected with you by following us on social media at Freedom House OC, as well as our YouTube channel. Let's listen in on today's message. Without further ado, we're going to open up the scriptures, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses, 14, verses 7 to 14. We're going to be continuing um, our series here on alignment, we've been talking about alignment over the last five to six weeks as that is our prayer focus and our focus um, for, all that, for our house, church, all of our campuses, Fullerton, Costa Mesa online is alignment is what we are saying is the principal year for all of us. And so if you call this place home, then you are stepping into the year of alignment. We just... We just welcomed in seven new interns today, and we reminded them that, hey, whether you thought about it, whether you believed it or not, you are stepping into your year of alignment this year by joining the internship program, because if you're a part of this house, then alignment is going to come also into your house, into your finances, into your family, into your parenting, into your workplace, into your communities. Somebody give Jesus a shout of praise if you believe that. The Bible reads like this out of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, starting in verse 7. It says, But we impart a secret and hidden wisdom of God, which God decreed before the ages for our glory. It says, None of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, What no eye has seen, nor ear, ha- nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love him. Is there anybody that loves Jesus in this place tonight? (laughs) Loving Jesus is the first step into alignment. You want to see what no eye has seen, hear what no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined, and it starts with you loving Jesus in this place. You walk to this place, you're like, I'm not sure if I love Jesus, but I'm just, you know, my life is a little crazy right now, a little chaotic, then you're in the right place because I believe that tonight you are going to fall in love with Jesus. That is going to be the first step in your alignment and you will be able to see what no eye has seen, hear what no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined. Verse 10, it says, These things God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given us by God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept these things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him who is, a, who is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. Somebody say, I want heaven's wisdom tonight. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10, it says, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other. Somebody say, to live in alignment with each other. I want to minister a message I've entitled, Maintenance Required Tonight. Come on, online. We're so glad that you're in the room with us tonight. And uh, How many of you guys know that along the journey, there is maintenance that is required? 
get in alignment at one point in your life is not enough to carry you through the plans and the destiny and the purpose that God has for you. It's going to require some maintenance along the way. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. I thank you for these people that are here tonight, Lord God. I thank you for your sons, your daughters. Thank you for this church. Thank you for this home. Thank you for this covering, Lord. I thank you that you care enough about us, that you love us enough, that you love us enough to share your spirit with us, for your spirit to dwell inside of us, Lord. And I pray for that spirit to come and speak to our inner man today, to our inner soul today, Lord God, that your spirit would come and have its way in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. Come on, turn to your neighbor tonight. Tell them maintenance is going to be required and you may be seated. See, alignment is not something that happens once and then you no longer need to have it be realigned ever again. Uh, Those of you that own a vehicle, you understand that you have to have the alignment maintenance on your car every so often because if not, your car will pull to the right or pull to the left as you're trying to drive straight, okay? Not when you're trying to make a right-hand turn and not when you're trying to make a left-hand turn, but your car is constantly trying to make a left and a right-hand turn even when you want to drive straight. If that's happening to you, you're on your way to church tonight and you're like, why does my car keep pulling to the left? You need your alignment to be maintenanced. Okay, the same is true for those of you that go to chiropractors and you're like, man, I need my back to be adjusted or I need my back to be aligned. Okay, I'm one of those people. Okay, I got knots all the way up and down my back. My wife hates it because I'm always like, honey, I need you to just get that elbow, the pointiest part, and just put it right in the middle of my back. That massage will work for a day or two, but it doesn't last for the rest of the week or the rest of the month. I have to constantly have my back adjusted or have my back come into alignment. Okay, it's something that has to happen periodically. It's not something that could happen once and then I'm good to go. Your alignment in your relationship with Jesus is not something that you have one moment at a church service one time and then you're good to go. No, it is your alignment with your heavenly father is something that needs to be maintenanced on a regular basis. You see, what happens when you don't have regular alignment maintenance that takes place is there begins to become, um, for your vehicle, is there becomes side effects, okay? So if your alignment is not maintenance, then what happens is eventually you'll end up blowing a tire. Because what will happen is the treading on your tire will begin to wear down. But because your alignment isn't fixed, you won't see the treading on your tire being worn down because it happens on the inside of your tire where your eye cannot see. So you have to make sure that your alignment is taken care of because if not, you'll end up with a flat tire, okay? For those of you that have back problems and don't have your alignment uh, adjusted, periodically, then what will happen is you'll begin to feel it in your hip. Then you'll begin to feel it in your neck. Then you begin to feel it in your hamstrings, okay? And pretty soon you're just like, it pains me to get out of bed because my back is not in alignment. When your spiritual walk is not in alignment, you'll begin to feel it in other areas of your life. Okay, if you don't have a regular alignment and adjustment in your walk with Christ, you'll begin to feel the side effects of that 
in other areas of your life. But all of this can be avoided if you just have periodic alignment checks in your car, in your back, but also in your walk with God. You see, that's what was taking place here in the church of Corinth. Paul had come and planted the church in Corinth and had established it, and God came and moved, and there was salvation that was taking place, and there was revival that was taking place. They were all turning up on a Wednesday night because they knew that they wanted to be in the house of God on a Wednesday, and God would come, and God would move, and the prophetic would take place, and healings were taking place, and it was an amazing time. But then Paul had to go, and he had to go plant more churches because that was the call of God on his life, was to go and plant more churches. Well, during the time that Paul was now away, the, Cor the Corinthian church wasn't keeping things in alignment. And so because they weren't keeping things in alignment, as we read there in chapter 1, verse 10, is there began to be division within the church. They weren't getting along together. So Paul has to write this letter to them that we know as 1 Corinthians. We've broken it down into 16 chapters, but really it's one letter that Paul writes to them. So Paul writes to them this letter, and he says, look, I appeal to you, dear brothers and sisters. He says, by the authority of our Lord Jesus Christ to live in harmony with each other, saying live in alignment with one another. He says, let there be no divisions in the church, rather be of one mind, united in thought and purpose. For some members of Chloe's house, household have told me about your quarrels, my dear brothers and sisters. Now, most of us would be like, well, Chloe's a snitch. Okay, we'd be like, well, who is Chloe and why is she telling you all this stuff? We can handle our own business. And the truth is, is that's how we get out of alignment in our walk with God, is we don't want to accept any accountability in our lives. And we're like, hey, whoever this Chloe person is, I'm going to go find them. I'm going to make sure they don't say anything anymore. And we care more about the person that snitched on us than we do our own walk with Jesus. But if we, if we have a regular maintenance schedule set in our life, then we could avoid being thrown out of alignment. And rather than pointing the finger at one another, we'll just be so focused on God and what he's doing in our life, in our family, in our church, that we're not going to care about other people that are around us that, that we, that, let me say it better. It's not that we're not going to care about the people that are around us because we need each other. But we're not going to become so fixated on other people's imperfections because we clearly see and we clearly hear and our mind clearly imagines what God is doing in our lives, in our families, and in our communities. You see, the people had allowed outside influences to come and bring some chaos into their church. Okay. The Corinthian church had allowed outside influences to come in, and they began to stir up some division. They began to teach against what God had already done in the church, what Paul had been teaching them about God, about Jesus, about the resurrection, about the gifts of the Spirit, about baptism, about baptism of the Holy Spirit. And these, but these outside influences came in and began to make them second guess. You ever feel like sometimes you just got the wrong people in your circle that make you second guess everything that God's doing in your life? That's chaos. Ever feel like there's some outside influences coming into your family? Ever feel like there's some outside influences coming into your finances, into your walk with God, stirring up chaos? If you feel like there's chaos going on in your life, guess what? It's time for an alignment check. It's time for some maintenance 
to take place. Tonight is your alignment check, okay? Tonight is your opportunity to say, you know what, God, I'm getting everything into alignment. I understand that maintenance is required. I may have had an alignment check three weeks ago, four weeks ago, five weeks ago when the word was given. But God, five weeks have gone by. It's been two weeks since I've been fasting. I need an alignment check to make sure that I'm still going on the straight and narrow and I ain't swerving off to the left or the right. Alignment puts the chaos back in order. Okay. Chaos is movement that is unorganized. Okay. Chaos is movement that is unorganized. The truth is, is if you put chaos in order, it no longer becomes chaos. If you put chaos in order, guess what happens? Alignment. So chaos is not the absence of God. It's just chaos is the, the side effects. Chaos is what gets our attention and reminds us, hey, you need to put some things back in order in your life because things are beginning to spin out of control. And if you allow this chaos to continue, then believe it or not, you're going to have some division in your life. You're going to feel empty. You're going to feel burnt out. And then what's going to happen is you're going to turn your back on God, not because God wasn't good, but because you didn't organize the chaos. You didn't take the chaos and bring it into alignment. Tonight, we're going to bring some chaos into alignment. Somebody say amen if you're with me tonight. You see, the church in Corinth, they didn't need anything new. They didn't need a new teaching. They didn't need a new gift. They didn't need a new worship leader. They didn't need a new drummer. They didn't need a new pastor. They didn't need what the church in Corinth needed was to put what they had in order. How do we know that? Because look what Paul tells them in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 4 through 7. He says, I always thank my God for you, for the gracious gifts he has given you. Now that you belong to Christ Jesus, through him, God has enriched your church in every way. Somebody say every way. Every way. It says, God has enriched your church in every way with all of your eloquent words and all of your knowledge. He says, you got the best preaching on the face of the earth. You got all the eloquent words. You got all of the knowledge. You guys write the best songs. Must be talking about Freedom House. Just kidding. He says, this confirms what I told you about Christ is true. Now you have every spiritual gift you need. Somebody say, you have every spiritual gift you need as you eagerly await for the return of Jesus Christ. Your marriage, your family, your finances, your parenting, your workplace, your community, your sanity, your emotions, your feelings, you don't need anything new. You don't need God to add anything more to your life. He already gave you his son. He already gave you Jesus. He broke every bondage. He broke every stronghold. Stop feeling sorry for yourself. You don't need anything new. It's just time to get the chaos into alignment. It's time to get the chaos into order and begin to take steps forward. The Corinthian church didn't need anything new. And guess what? Here in 2020, we don't need anything new. I'm not here to bring you a new message. I'm not here to bring you a, a new revelation. I am simply going to reiterate what Paul told the Corinthian church, and that's you don't need anything new. You don't need more money. 
You don't need a new job. You don't need a new spouse. You don't need to go a new direction. What you need is you need to bring the chaos back into order. You need to bring alignment into your personal relationship with God. You need to bring alignment into your marriage, alignment into your home, alignment into your workplace, alignment into those text messages and DMs you've been sending, alignment into that, into that fake Instagram you got going on and that TikTok that you think nobody knows about. We need to bring alignment to the chaos. We need to bring alignment to the chaos. Tell your neighbor, we're bringing alignment to the chaos tonight. You have everything you need. Now it's time for alignment. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 12 through 14. This is what Paul tells the Corinthian church after he says that what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, what no mind has imagined for those who love God. This is how he finishes it up. He says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand the things freely given to us. What he's saying is if you're going to have alignment in your life, it's not going to be because of your human spirit. It's going to be because of the spirit of God that freely gives to us. Verse 13, he says, and we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him. And he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. If you're going to bring alignment into your life, if you're going to have these regular alignment maintenance checks in your life, it's not going to happen by your human spirit. It's not going to happen by your human knowledge. It's not going to happen because you just read a good self-help book. It's going to be because you have a regular, uh, strong, firm relationship with God and his spirit lives inside of you. And you go to his spirit for guidance and advice, not the own network, not Oprah. Okay, love you, have fun. But your true, your true wisdom is going to come from God. Your true wisdom is going to come from his word. Not the word of the person that you're hanging out with at work. Not the word of the person that you grew up with in high school. Not the word of the person who you consider your comadre or your compadre, okay. It's going to come, true wisdom is going to come through the spirit of God. So what does alignment do? Point number one, maintenance is required because alignment brings true wisdom. Maintenance is required because alignment brings true wisdom. Paul says the natural person does not accept the wisdom of God. The natural person does not accept the wisdom of God. That's why when you go to your mom or your dad or your aunt or your uncle or your friend who doesn't believe in God, who doesn't come to church, who doesn't pray and who doesn't read God's word, they always give you advice that leads you further out of alignment, okay? Because the natural person, they cannot comprehend the things of God because it's only the spirit of God that allows us to comprehend and interpret those things. Our flesh brings chaos into our relationship with God. So if you're experiencing chaos in your life, it's because you've allowed your flesh to have a louder voice than the Spirit of God in your life. It's because you haven't been reading and taking into account God's principles from his Bible. You've been taking into account the principles that you've found on reality TV. Okay? Hashtag real talk. Your flesh brings chaos into your relationship with God. If this, if this, if it, it's this chaos that attempts to throw us out. See, it was the humanity of the Corinthians that was bringing division into the church. It wasn't the spirit of God that was bringing division into the church. It was the humanity of the Corinthians. It was their selfishness. 
it was their pride. It was them wanting to be individually noticed for the things that they were doing, for their gift, for, for the gift that God had given them that they wanted to be, to be more well-known than the person that was serving right next to them. Guess what? The asphalt angel, he's, he's just as important as the person up here singing worship. He's just as important as the person on the drums, okay? The usher is just as important as the kids' church worker. The kids' church worker is just as important as me up here delivering this message. No gift is greater than the other. But the Corinthians, they wanted to be puffed up. They wanted to be more well-known because of their gift. They were selfish and they had pride. They had vanity. They had lust. Okay, they have lust. The, Paul says that there was, they were sleeping with each other's wives. Okay, lust will throw you out of alignment. Your language will throw you out of alignment. What you put your eyes on will throw you out of alignment. Your flesh will bring in chaos. So if you're like, God, why do I keep having these thoughts? Well, what are you allowing your eyes of your flesh to look at that is now bringing chaos into your mind that is depriving the spirit of God inside of you. Okay, we got to take those things into alignment. We got to take that chaos into alignment and say, no, I'm not going to look at those profiles. I'm going to unfriend those people because as much as I love them, the pictures they post ain't good for my flesh. And they're bringing chaos into my marriage. And they're bringing chaos into my home. And they're bringing to bring, and eventually, if it's in my marriage and it's in my home, then guess where the chaos is going to go next? To my children. And my children, they're not following that pattern. They're not going to fall into that trap. I'm not going to allow them. I'm going to do everything in my power as their parents to lead them into alignment with the spirit of God and not into lust. Not into adultery. Not into chaos. Somebody say, we are aligning chaos here tonight. You see, Paul had to write to them to bring them back into alignment, to reestablish the true wisdom of God. Okay, Paul wasn't writing them something that they didn't already know. It was the same thing that he had taught them before, but he had to write to them to bring them back into alignment, to remind them what God has already done in their life. The truth is, if God didn't do anything more for us, if he didn't lift another finger for our lives, he's already done more than enough. All we gotta do is remind ourselves what he's done, the price that he's paid, the freedom that he's already given us through dying on that cross, through being buried and resurrecting again. Because the truth is, without any of that, it don't matter how much money you got in your bank account. It don't matter how happy your marriage is. It don't matter how many children, doesn't matter how many children you have. Without him dying on that cross and rising again, we all go to hell. That's the reality. Paul's like, remember that. God don't need to do anything new for you. He doesn't need to add anything more to you. He's already given you more than you deserve. You didn't deserve for him to die on a cross. You didn't deserve for him to forgive you. But he did it already. So just remind yourself the next time you're looking at that Instagram post, the next time you're wanting to yell at that person that sits across the office from you, that Jesus Christ already died for you. He's already done more than enough. He doesn't need to add anything more. Now it's just time to bring alignment to the chaos. And when you begin to remind yourself of what Jesus has already done, you bring alignment to the chaos. You see... We preach to bring you into alignment with the revelation the Spirit has for you through his wisdom. 
True wisdom comes when you're in alignment with God. You want direction, you want guidance in your life, you want to know, you want the discernment to make the right decision, you want the discernment single person to marry the right person, you want the discernment to make the right job move, you want the discernment to raise your children in the right way. It all comes from being in alignment with your heavenly father. That's where your true wisdom comes. Not from the advice, not from taking a vote of your friends and seeing how many are in favor and how many are not in favor. Okay, not a dollar sign. Okay, not a dollar sign because the truth is some of us will make job moves just because of the money is better, but that's not where God aligned us to be at. So true wisdom comes when we say, God, you have your way. Come and bring your true wisdom. Wisdom, Bring your spirit. I'm in alignment. I need to hear it from you. Guide me going forward because if I'm not in alignment, it's not going to do anything to benefit me. And the chaos is still going to be there. Where there is alignment and wisdom, okay, where there is alignment and wisdom comes stability. Where there is alignment and wisdom comes stability. Point number two, alignment brings stability. Alignment brings stability. Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 to 27, it says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man. Somebody say wisdom. Who built his house on the rock. Somebody say stability. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall. Because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his, ha- who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of, of it. The common misconception between comfort and stability is that comfort hinders your growth. Stability promotes your growth. Okay, stability does not equal comfort. Stability does not equal comfort. Comfort would be building your house and not having a storm come. Stability is being able to build your house and when the storm comes, it doesn't fall. Comfort is I'm gonna build my house, but then when the storm comes, it's gonna crumble because we built it out of comfort. We didn't build it on a proper foundation. It's not stable enough to be able to withstand the storm that's coming. It's not gonna be strong enough to withstand the chaos that is brewing. But when I build my house on a stable foundation and there is stability because I'm in alignment, then when chaos comes, it doesn't throw me out of alignment. It just reminds me that I need to have an alignment check because some maintenance is required. Tell your neighbor, maintenance is required. Stability guides the process of growth. The truth is, is our humanity is going to drive us to seek for comfort. We have to remind ourselves and bring ourselves back into alignment. We need to stop seeking comfort. Stop seeking comfort and put our focus on stability. Our flesh Our human understanding will seek comfort. Paul says the foolish can't interpret the things of God. The things of God says you need stability, not comfort. You need stability to promote growth. You need stability for my spirit to come and inhabit you because when my spirit comes, then chaos comes. And when chaos comes, it's not meant to throw you out of alignment. It's meant to strengthen your faith. 
You see, your marriage doesn't need comfort. Your marriage needs stability. Your marriage needs constant growth. Your marriage needs constant growth in communication. Your marriage needs constant growth in love. Your marriage needs constant growth in nurture. Your marriage needs constant growth in attention. Your marriage needs constant growth in the details. Your relationship with Jesus doesn't need more comfort. Okay, we can make this walk easy for you, but we would be completely shielding you from the growth that Jesus has in store for you. Your relationship with Jesus needs growth. It needs stability. If you feel frustrated spiritually tonight, it's probably because you've settled for comfort where the spirit wanted you to desire growth. Point 2A, stability brings growth. Stability brings growth. Comfort doesn't bring growth, but stability does. You see, Jesus came to bring alignment to the chaos, to spearhead spiritual growth, to bring stability in the spirit that he would build on the rock. So no matter how rocky the storm may feel, we are stabilized by him. Here's what Paul says in Romans 5, verses 1 through 4. It says, therefore, since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God. Somebody say alignment. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through him, we have also obtained access by faith into, his, into this grace in which we stand. Somebody say stability. And we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that the suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Somebody needs to tell somebody that the chaos in your life that's bringing some suffering, it's actually promoting your growth in Christ. But if you're just looking for the comfortable way out, then you'll never see the growth. You'll never see the endurance. You'll never see the hope. You'll never see the character that God is, is trying to establish within you. Somebody say maintenance is required. You want to grow in your walk with God? Maintenance is going to be required. Alignment is going to be required. The chaos is going to be necessary. But the chaos isn't meant to remain chaotic. The chaos is meant to be brought into alignment because through you bringing the chaos into alignment, you actually teach and you actually grow and saying, okay, I wasn't able to bring this into alignment before, but now God has given me the strength and the perseverance to bring this area into alignment. But it's only going to happen when you take the time to maintenance and bring things back into alignment. Back into alignment. Point number three, why is alignment necessary? Why is alignment necessary? Why is maintenance required? It's because alignment establishes legacy. Alignment establishes legacy. Paul tells them in 1 Corinthians 2.9, it's our theme scripture of the year. It says, but as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Maybe somebody's told you before, hey, what no eye has seen, hey, what no ear has heard, God has prepared for you. It sounds cute and it's encouraging, but it's, it's really not true. Because the scripture is clear when it says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind imagined for those who love him. Somebody say, for those who are in alignment 
with him. So I know like it sounds cute and you may see a, a picture posted on Instagram and they're like, hey, what Noah has seen, that's what God has for you. Well, yeah, if there's alignment in your life, then there is what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no mind has imagined. There is a legacy that God wants you to establish that you haven't experienced yet. But it's necessary for you to bring the chaos into alignment because there is a legacy that is following behind you of children, of grandchildren, of great-grandchildren. There is a generation that needs to be raised up of men and women to do all of God's will, to have a heart that is after his heart. But it's only going to happen if you bring the chaos into alignment in your own life and you show them what it is to be a man and to be a woman who is after God's own heart. You see, there is a figure in the Bible and there's a person in the Bible that exemplified just that. Chaos. Immense amount of chaos. What do I do now? But there was alignment that came into place. The book of Ruth, chapter 1, verse 7. It says, so she set out from the place where she was. The she that they're referring to is a woman by the name of Naomi. And this woman by the name of Naomi, her husband had passed away. She had two sons and they were both married and then both of her sons had passed away. And so for a woman to now be without any male figure in her family line, that pretty much meant that her legacy was no longer going to be established. And so it says that she set out from the place where she was with her two daughters-in-law and they went on their way to the land of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, because they weren't Israelites, and she's like, my sons are gone, and now I'm going to expect God to leave me a legacy through these two women that aren't even Israelites. Like, it's just not going to happen. These women are from Moab. My sons probably, you know, they didn't probably, they broke the law by marrying these women. But she's like, now I'm left with these two Moabite women. So she tells them, she's like, look, go, just go back. Return to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant you that you may find rest, each of you, in the house of her husband. Then she kissed them and lifted up their voices, and they lifted up their voices and wept. Essentially what happened is Naomi's like, look, just go back home. You've been great to me. I'm going to pray a blessing over you. Just go back home. Go, go find yourself new husbands and go ahead and establish your own legacy. I'll, I'll be good. God's going to take care of me. That would have been comfortable. Would have been comfortable. It says, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi insisted, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Have I yet sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. If I should say I have hope, even if I should have a husband this night and should bear sons, would you therefore wait till they were grown? Would you therefore refrain from marrying? No, my daughter. She's saying, look, just give up. Look, this is the comfortable way out. This is the easy way out. You have my blessing. Just go. It says, then they lifted up their voices again and wept. And Orpah, who's one of the daughters, kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. So Orpah is like, Okay, you're right. Let me just go back home. 
God bless you, Orpa. You did what you thought was best for you. We're, we're no shame, no guilt. Pastor's post today. Jesus died so we could have grace, not guilt, okay? It says, but Ruth clung to her. But Ruth wanted to stay in alignment. But Ruth knew what it was to be raised in a home that did not have Yahweh, that did not have the God who created the heavens and the earth. So Ruth clung to her. She said, no way will I be thrown out of alignment now. She said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people. Just go after her. Go return to your gods. But Ruth said, do not urge me to leave you or to return from following you. For where you go, I will lodge. Where your people shall be, those will be my people. And your God will be my God. I will bring into a, I, I know what it is to be in alignment and I know what it is to be out of alignment. You ain't gonna get me to throw away my destiny or throw away my alignment now. Where you go, I will go. I know what it is to have the favor of God and the blessing of God in my life. So I will follow you wherever you go. Wherever your God leads, that's where I'm going to. Wherever your God says, that's what I'm gonna believe too. Stand to your feet with me tonight, church. Stand to your feet with me. If you're gonna see your legacy established, you're gonna have to go through some chaos. You're gonna have to go through some chaos. And my favorite part of this entire story, my favorite part of the entire story, Ruth chapter four, it says, so Boaz, I would give you context, we ain't got enough time. Boaz took Ruth and she became his wife. She had every reason to go back home. She had every reason to give up. She had every reason to take the comfortable way out. Online, you have every reason to take the easy way out. God hasn't called you to take the easy way out. He's called you to bring alignment into the chaos. Because, because Ruth said, I'm not gonna take the easy way out. I'm gonna stay in alignment with God because Ruth clung to Naomi. She met this man by the name of Boaz and she became his wife. We're gonna avoid the birds and the bees part, okay? It says, then the Lord gave her conception and she bore a son. Then the woman said to Naomi, blessed be the Lord who has not left you this day without a redeemer. Blessed be the Lord who gave you, brought you here on a Wednesday night and said, I wasn't gonna let you throw yourself out of alignment. I'm not gonna let yourself take the easy way out. I'm not gonna let you settle for comfortable. There's some maintenance that's required. There's some chaos that needs to be brought back into alignment. And that's why I brought you to Freedom House in 2020. It wasn't by accident, but it's so that you would cling to the word of God so that there'd be alignment in your life so that you can propel forward and you can establish a legacy that does not fail. A legacy that will not be intimidated by any giant. A legacy that will not be killed by any demon. A legacy that will be established for eternity. That's why you're here tonight. When you maintain your alignment, church, when you maintain your alignment, you set in motion what no eye has seen. You set in motion what no ear has heard. 
You set in motion what no mind has imagined. You set in motion the destiny of God for your life. Ruth didn't just have a son. Ruth established a legacy. And because Ruth established a legacy, we're able to stand here tonight and lift our hands free of any condemnation, free of any guilt, free of any sin, free of any addiction, free of any lust, free of any chaos. Because look what the scripture says. It says the woman in the neighborhood gave him a name saying a son has been born to Naomi. They named him Obed. Obed was the son, was the father of Jesse. Jesse was the father of David. David is in the lineage of Jesus. That the same God who died on that cross and rose again came because there was a woman who said, I won't go out of alignment. I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna cling to you. No matter how chaotic it may be, no matter how much it may be flipped upside down, I will follow you. Jesus, you will be my God no matter what the people say, no matter how story it gets, no matter what takes place. God, my life is going to be in alignment with you. Give them some praise tonight, church. Thanks for joining us today. We pray you were encouraged by this message. Show your support by sharing your favorite podcast on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Freedom House OC today. See you next week.